Okay, my name tonight is Nicole. Ciao. And Jess. You should have called me first. I'm making my grand entrance back. Yeah, you're back. We got you. Jess is back from <laughs> sabbatical from her time. I is back my sabbatical. <laughs> yes. Hopefully, hopefully for a while now. Hopefully we don't have any other bumps. Uh, it's a busy year for all of us, but we'll, we'll make time. Tonight, We it's just kind of our Easter episode. It's coming out right after Easter, a couple days after. So, happy that if you do yeah, that. He, he has yeah. risen. Yes, we've he's rich. Yeah. Uh, tonight we are <laughs> just like the just like the guy in our movie. The guy who, <laughs> he's risen. I wouldn't say to the risen. Moon. He just went to space. <laughs> he he did rise you know, off of Earth. Tonight we're doing Apollo ten and a half, a space age childhood. Space Age Childhood. I almost said Space Age Child. Space Age Childhood. It is on Netflix now. It is an animated film. It is an hour and a half. It's a Richard Linklater film. He's done the Before Sunrise trilogy and School of Rock and Days and Confused and Boyhood and about fifteen other movies. He's this is like his twenty. Oh, movie I liked Boyhood. Like yeah, I like Boyhood too. I like. I, I've seen a, only a few that of his movies that I don't like. He did Where Do You Go, Bernadette. That's his most recent. I didn't oh, love we that didn't movie. like that. No, that was probably the but that's probably the worst movie I've seen of his, and it, I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was okay, but like, yeah, most of his movies that I've seen, which is probably about half of them, uh, they're pretty good. And uh, he's writing, directing, producing on this animated film. Uh, and the the plot, if you don't know it, is this: a man narrates stories of his life as a ten year old boy in 1969 Houston, weaving tales of nostalgia with a fantastical account of a journey to the moon. This is the movie I meant to do the other week when Nicole and I accidentally did a Moonshot, which was starring one of the Sprouse brothers, uh, Sprouse <laughs> brothers from Disney Channel, and. Uh, it's like a rom com. This this is what I meant uh, to do was Apollo oh, ten and a half. Okay then. So I just got the wrong space movie, young person space movie at the wrong time. Uh, so this has a I think ninety two on Rotten Tomatoes, sevens or eights on IMDb and user score. So it's high across the board pretty much. Uh, I know it's early, but based on the type of movie this is and the type of story it's telling and the way and the way it does so. I could see this as an early animated feature for Oscars, uh, based on it, the, the reviews mm, it's getting. Interesting. I, we can talk more if we agree or disagree with uh, with that assessment. But if you haven't seen it, as I said, on Netflix, I didn't even ask if you guys heard of it, because I know you haven't, right? I mean, that's no. fair, yeah. <laughs> okay, so, uh, on Netflix, we're going to spoil it now, and the movie takes place in 1969, summer of 1969, that's when the first moon landing is happening, and we follow this kid at school, his name is Stanley, and he gets approached by these two guys who work at NASA to go on a secret mission uh, to the moon days before the regular moon mission's supposed to take place, because they accidentally built a co- uh, module too small. So they got to spend this secret mission first because they were going to do that anyway, but they, they got the calculations wrong. And so this kid has to train to go on the spaceship. But that's not really what most of the movie is. Most of the movie is a voiceover by Jack Black, uh, very subdued, not a zany, crazy Jack Black, a very just uh, resting face Jack Black as he tells the story of this kid uh, growing up through the 60s. And it is... A just it's just an, an almost all narration over this kid doing sixty stuff. So it's either a nostalgia ride if you were 
from around back then, or it's a very good window into what life was like. Uh, and every once in a while, we cut back to this, the kid training as an astronaut, but that is mostly uh, just dressing to tell this just just a nostalgia drive of what it was like that time, all about the moon, the future, the random things kids and parents did in comparison to how things are today. Um, some social stuff, a little bit, not a ton, but some. Uh, so that's that's what this movie does, and it's animated. Um, Nicole, start us off. What did you think okay. of Apollo 10 and a half space age childhood? All right. Well, I was not expecting to be watching an animated film today so that was neither was i <laughs> interesting surprise um mm-hmm. a, a welcomed surprise if i could say um it's it's different than what we're seeing although not because as i feel like i say most recordings um everything comes out at once that's the same we was 18 <laughs> space movies right now um i know i confused two of them just like 18 (laughs) zombie movies came out before this or 18 apocalypse movies came out before that i just don't i don't get it everyone just jumps on the bandwagon right but (laughs) anywho this one is totally totally different than anything i have uh could have expected or have seen recently so that was a very welcome surprise as i said um i love pop culture things and i love blast from the past type of movies and things like that um so to see a lot of those fun things be thrown into this movie and reminiscing about um records that they listened to at the time and tv shows and board games and and playing outside recess and things like that um things that us as 20 somethings are aware of but but didn't have to encounter um is pretty fun to watch especially in this animated setting um i feel like it could have been weird but i i think that they did a really good job in making us feel like we were reminiscing with him too so that's pretty neat um the backstory of this, of watching a 10-year-old secretly go to the moon first, <laughs> um, and then watching the actual moon landing on, on TV, um, I wonder where this came from. I uh, am a little confused. Like where I, the idea came from to, yeah, to do it this way? Yeah, I'm a little also confused about the the symbolism of that. I don't quite get that but we'll you know we'll talk about that more in a little bit but um all in all the movie itself was quite entertaining at some points maybe a little slow at other points um but i did really enjoy looking into the eyes of someone that grew up in in the 60s into the 70s and watched this amazing piece of history and kind of relay that back to us in a different way so i I like that Good, fresh start, lots of stuff to talk about then. All right, Jess, you're returning, first couple of sentences in a review in months. What uh, what did you think of this movie? So the first 10 minutes watching this, I'm like, good God, what the hell is Brennan making me watch? <laughs> um, I was like, I'm not going to watch this southern uh, boy grow up in the 60s. And then it gave me like King of the Hill vibes, only because it's a cartoon about like a southern family. And oh my God, King of the Hill is like... 
<laughs> oh, that's the only really um, um, and what's in common. Like King of the Hill is totally different uh, than that, yes. but just like old I, people that are it. have southern yeah. accents that are cartoons. <laughs> um, but I did actually ended up really liking it. Um, I like. I think the first half where he's just talking about his family and his friends and what he does on a day-to-day basis is a lot more interesting than when he was on the moon. I would almost prefer the movie was just him just fucking around every day and, like, explaining his family dynamics and what he does rather than, like, his imagination of being blasted off into space. That part wasn't as interesting. Um, It did make me very thankful that I was born now i i did not want to be born in <laughs> you his say that era. all the time though i do and I, I you're like i wish i, I could have been born now. even later <laughs> yeah i wish i was born now but watching that i'm like god i'm glad that was not my childhood <laughs> <laughs> but like nicole different. said i liked um when he talked about his favorite tv shows because a few of them i've heard of or watched snippets of never like knew the series like by whole or like the songs and stuff i thought it was cool to um just just like nicole said like as if i was going in the past and reliving that and i think it would be cool like my mom would never watch this but if my mom watched it because she was born in the 50s so she would have kind of grown up in the 60s it would have been curious to get yeah mama k's take because she's only a couple years born later than this kid so she would have been like four or five instead of ten but like i, yeah, she I grew up bet in like the 70s yeah but i bet she could relate to a lot of how this looks and sure i think part, like half of her family is from the south i think i don't i don't know all the family trees it makes me uh, like want to ask my mom questions like did your teachers hit you like <laughs> public like i've like i know that happened in history but i don't know how common it was or if like all schools did that or only some schools like I do, I do makes you have questions about the way things. I work. have a lot of questions about how the society worked, and so like so uh, first, all right, first my take, uh, first take. Uh, I knew I knew it was animated at the very least, and I figured it was gonna be. Linklater does like a he's very good at um like little little slice of life world building storytelling. Just a lot of like talking with characters while this is pure narration. Like it's almost like very the only parts where it's not narration is like. A couple of like 60 to 90 seconds of dialogue between characters and then you're back to the overarching narration which i think works thankfully because it's short it's a shorter movie there's a couple of breaks where we do space stuff and i agree that's like i don't really care too much about the space stuff i think the framing of having the kid going into space and like daydreaming it is kind of like i think that's how it was supposed to be because when that actual thing's happening he's kind of falling asleep on the couch and yeah the that was kind of confusing i assumed it was his daydream but yes it wasn't, i think this whole th- it was super the whole clear thing was just, no no it was it was a, it's played a little ambiguous but i think that's what it's supposed to be is that we're watching he, he tells us at the beginning when the moon launching is ha- happening he did this four days earlier and he's the only one who knows what it was like he can't tell anyone because top secret um and then he's get kind of daydreaming drifting off when the actual walking on the moon is happening um and then the dad takes him to bed and they and and he says something like oh we should tell his grandkids and then the mom says something like oh you know kids memories work they'll rem- they even if they don't remember they they'll you know think they remembered and i think that's kind of what we're doing it's just kind of like a general kids like oh did that actually happen or am i am i because like kids kids when they're younger 
tell like lies and then they become like their truth anyway. And we learned at the very beginning of the movie, he is a talker and a liar at the very beginning when he's doing class presentations and he tells tall tales. So I think that's the kind of kid we're dealing with here. But um, I, I love, I have with Jess on like, I love all of like the just seeing his day to day, the way they prepare the week's food and like how like thrifty <laughs> they are, the grant, the different grandparents and the, and their weird thoughts and ideas um yeah the general and then things like like yeah hitting kids in school with the paddle or the broom or the belt is treated through like a kid's eyes so it's like we know how like terrible that is but he's just like oh man we're getting beat again whoa shucks (laughs) like it's it's very in that spirit and same thing with like i I like that a lot of 60s movies they end up being like big political things because vietnam's going on and woodstock's going on so much so much so much big yeah, and this is through a ten-year-old's eyes. So we get very, we get, we still see it happening, but it's all in the background. And instead, we're focusing on what's important to a kid, which is like, oh, my stupid bologna sandwich is still not thawed out in the middle again. Like, I just like this. Pers- so I like gross. this. <laughs> I like this perspective from the kid because it's like we always see what it was like for the adults fighting in the jungles of Vietnam and picketing at the college for equal but rights. This was just but a I, normal family. But this like, was just like a regular, yeah, a, mi- a lower middle class kid walking around, and like that's what that's what his family did, and that's a rare. I don't, uh, I don't see it too much, especially like through like this sort of world, and then. We we all said we've had we have questions, especially about the life. My biggest question about like their day to day life. At one point when they're doing the food thing, they, we've all heard it before. They're starving kids and wherever. And this movie's Vietnam, but we've heard Africa, starving kids somewhere in the world. They put their leftovers in a box, and then they write like to Vietnam from Texas or something. Something. I'm like, <laughs> something. I was like, I think we've all done that. Like I, I what? I'm sure, like I did that, like as a joke. Um, cause I think every, like when you're young and you're not eating your vegetables and your parents are like, you know, there's starving kids around the world, like just eat your right. food. And then you're like, why don't we give it to them? Like, I do think me and my brother probably did something stupid <laughs> or like my friends at lunch. Uh, but did like the parents like, like pretend to take it to the mail and just throw it in the truck? Like what? What actually oh, happened there? I was confused. I didn't think like anything really happened. That's interesting. I never heard of that before. I uh, took it uh, as um perhaps just like um they were doing some sort of food drive at school and asking for for leftover food meaning canned goods and things but these kids were just putting their actual leftovers in a box i know they just to bring it to school i i thought it was like earnest like i thought they really were like they thought that's how it worked and i i, I was yeah, like there's no actual address on the box it was just like well, I know that, but like, or was it just I, I smart alecky? Like, you told me not to waste, so I'm sending That's it why away. I think it's like a joke. Yeah. yeah. Okay, maybe I t- maybe I read it wrong because that that was a very a very non. Uh, it's it's out of spite to the parents. <laughs> okay, all right, that makes a little more sense. I could I I couldn't remember who was doing it because I thought like the older kids were doing it too, and I'm like, why would a, why would like a 19 year old kid? Now the handwriting on the box was definitely a, a kid writing it. One of the younger kids. Okay, uh, so yeah, we 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 all liked. We were mixed on the space part, but we all like the day to day stuff. What were some of your favorite uh, like little parts, like little like sections oh. of the past talking? <laughs> I I liked um, 
everything that had to do with like the the new technology that was arising. I loved the prank call situations. Oh my um, <laughs> and the dad just just blowing that whistle in that poor kid's ear. Um, I <laughs> I also love the fact that they touched on that. Um, you know, they were able to f- watch stuff in color during this time. And like, that was just, if you can just like think back, if you were a child at that time, um, and you were able to see that happen for the first time, I mean, a lot of stuff going on in the late sixties, it's like technology is, is amazing for this kind of stuff like with with the moon landing and and radio and and the phones with the dial pad and tvs with a remote (laughs) are starting to come like um color tv like that kind of stuff must have been so amazing as a young child to see that happen and that kind of I mean, that kind of pulls into what we know as nine, 90s kids, right? Where we were like, oh, we're the first ones with the internet. And we got to do all this cool stuff online. And, and we had, um, you know, we they people that are our age, I hear a lot of them say like, oh, we got to be the ones to experience the last of the, the I'm totally air quoting right now, dark ages of not having internet and stuff. <laughs> Those were the, you don't need to air quote. Those were the dark ages. Yeah. <laughs> Just uh, like there was no time before that yeah. time. <laughs> that, was the la- that was the land before time. <laughs> they were they were doing yeah. the same thing, just with different media. And I think that's really cool. So that kind of stuff is really what I enjoyed out of this. It really made me feel like I was there with him, getting excited about um, the prank calls and things. I, I liked that a lot. I liked, I think I said, I liked the TV shows. I liked the music. There's funny parts, like... I think the part that I actually laughed out loud was when they were all playing outside and then the baby was just laying in the middle of the road and they're like, yeah, something that happens once in a while, but it's fine. Usually just make it work. And like the kids just roughhouse all the time. Like they played and I remembered some of the games that they played. Like what's the game where you tried to get through... Like you try to run and get through the line of people. Oh, yes. I'm Red Rover. Red Rover, like, yeah, I was like, oh that. my god, like, I think, I can't remember if we played it like that, but I did remember the rhyme, and, like, everyone having a cast. We would say, and although Red Rover, it, it Red wasn't Rover, like, blue shirts come over, and all the blue shirts would have to run it over. And then someone's Yeah, I don't think it was exactly rules, <laughs> but I remember at least we played some game with the rhyme, like, something like that. And some parts did bring me back to my childhood a bit, like... Um, we only, I think we only had one TV in the house, and then, like, when my dad came home, he would just, like, dominate the TV and watch the news, and we'd be like, come on, let's just change the channel. Like, (laughs) things like, like, the small things like that, or I feel like there was something else that, and just using the phones, like, before we had cell phones, like, we just would, I don't think I was ever the big prank caller, but I just remembered, like, using the family phone, things like that. Wasn't exactly the same, but it did bring me back a little bit. I used to prank like, call people from our couch phone. You guys had a couch phone? <laughs> we had a couch phone. That's probably a holdover from this time. <laughs> that, it's that, not that, from that time, no, but I, the fact that I grew up with a couch phone is pretty fucking hilarious. Yeah, try to describe that to someone bored with the past I know. 20 years. <laughs> <I> know. <laughs> we had a phone in the couch. Like, the, it's like you lost it on the couch? The no, it was, you dialed into the couch. <laughs> 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 like why why would you have that so hilarious. 
We couch phones, there were car phones. Then there was, yeah, the room in the house that just, that was the telephone room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this will look, we'll, we'll have our own version of this in, yeah, uh, in 30 years. Someone, someone who's our age yeah. now will make this, will make this version in, uh, and it won't be moon landing. It'll be like 9-11 or something, but it, w- it won't be about 9-11 at all. It'll actually just be about us going on MySpace for the first time. Um. <laughs> I do remember like growing up, like some kids were just like so violent, like just playing outside at recess or like just roughhousing. I don't even know if kids are like that now. They might just be on their screens just like playing games. I, I have no idea. That's a good question. Yeah, we, were, we yeah. weren't we were as like – my. I-, I grew up with a brother, but we weren't like the most – but younger boys are just in general gonna like they're gonna, we we just played games called like hit each other with sticks and like my stick's a gun and I'm shooting you like that was our game <laughs> we that we we did that for you know the, the, the all the single digit years of our lives basically um, yeah, and some kids took it now. Well, then I had friends who played like in this in this movie. They have uh, the Roman candle fights where they would shoot the Roman candles at each other. The the fireworks. I'm like, yeah, I had friends who did that. <laughs> like, I'm like, I, I might have done that once or twice. Like that that's still that was still happening. Like the- I know families where they won't let their kids play outside without adult supervision. Like, and I think that's pretty common now. Like when oh, me and Brandon yeah. were little. My mom, my dad would kick us out of the house because. He didn't want us wasting the AC going in and out, so he just locked the door and, and said, "Have fun outside. Come back later." But uh, I so don't. That's kind of like the, the the penny pinching dad in this one, where he like will do <laughs> just like random yeah. things to save like a buck. But I don't. I think like kids, parents don't trust their kids to like ride their bikes and then come back. Like it has to be very supervised. Yeah, I, I like the one family kind of early on, the neighbors, where they're like, they pop out a kid every year, and there's like 12 of them. <laughs> every time they cut to them, there's just like more of them on the yard. And then, yeah, that's what just pointed out the kid to the street. Um, yeah. And there's always the baby inside. And then, and then the dad would just come home and chain smoke cigars in the garage because, you know, they didn't want to get smoke in the house. I'm like, <laughs> what, a, what, a, what a time. What a, what a specifically odd time. Um, wow. I'm just so it's, glad I was that poor then. <laughs> My poor mom. Oh, how how boring. Like, I guess you don't realize how bored you would be because you don't know anything else. Because, like, at the beginning, they're, like, all the, these, there's six kids. Like, we all grew up with one sibling. This kid had five, and he was the youngest, so I imagine this was uh, hell. Um, but, like, they would all gather, like, Nicole said, they gather around and played, like, play a song on the phone I mean, because the phone has buttons now like that that entertained them for, but for Brian, hours don't you, don't you remember so yesterday we hung out with my mom and my mom is um probably one of the older siblings in this one i mean not really she was born in 57 so she would have been around 12 or so she would have been one time. of the middle oh, kids. my mom was born in 57 too yeah yeah so, so they would have been like the middle kids in this i mean we were just talking to my mom yesterday and she would tell she has four siblings there's five of them and they used to go to the beach and and they would all be playing together just like the kids at the in the front yard like this was a thing like this is what people did they got up with their friends, like the, the neighbors or their their siblings, and and they would all go do something as a family every weekend. Like this is how it was. There there wasn't anything else to entertain them, and that was like the best part of it. Like, and I'm really glad that they showed that a lot in this movie. Like they showed them going to the beach and the drive in and di- and the Astro World, and um, I, I really liked all those parts because that's that's how the like the life was then. You couldn't go do anything else. Yeah, no, like all the different parts. Like, I feel like we're kind of like over overstimulated. I know that's like what our parents probably said about us and like the parents before them, because like 
they had the Great Depression parents, and then they're like, oh, you kids, you have radios, and you can ride bikes, you have all this stuff we never had, and then we, our parents would be like, oh, you have a computer, you have, uh, you know, you have a mobile phone, and now we're like the, the next generation, like, oh, you're literally like in the Matrix, like, you're, you're, you're like plugged into whatever you want any <laughs> right. given time, you could Choose ask these your, days. You could ask your phone to like turn the lights on and off in your house, and like you could order. Something well, that's the thing. From, like we watched the we watched the young girls get so excited when the monkeys were on a talk show, and right, that was the boy so amazing because they never got to see the monkeys anywhere. Like they didn't watch them on TV that often, or or see them on their phone or like a phone. They couldn't pick up YouTube. Like that was. What was exciting about it? Yeah, and like the quality of the TV was so bad. So, yeah. like, <laughs> like she'd be like, "Oh, he's so cute," and I'm like, "Do you really even see what he looks like?" <laughs> oh, his pixel arrangement is uh, is pretty good. No, like, yeah. like that. But that's I, the, like the one thing I can imagine is like you go to like that Astro World uh, they they did towards the end of the movie when they go to Astro World. It's like a, like a rip off Disneyland kind of place. Like if you had nothing all the time. Like if your most fun thing was the was the prank calls and like just do it like hit each other with sticks and like then you get to go to a theme park like that's gotta be awesome where like you're today you're a twelve year old you go to a theme park and you're like yeah I mean it was good it was a, it was yeah. a nice way to shake things up but there's no it's just there's no way it it was like exhilarating as like it was for like people we we you know movies have come a far away the first movie was like. The hardest to see, grainiest piece of shit ever, and it was just a, a train driving at the screen, and people were like fainting in the audience. It's like, oh my, a train is coming! Like that wasn't that long ago. That was like 120, 130 years ago. Like in the in the span of human history, that was very recent. So like we've just been yeah, seriously overloaded with stimuli. But uh, I, 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 having said all that, I would never, I could never go back. There's oh, no hell way, no. especially after living now. Like maybe if I were a newborn, everything baby, back, I could then just, back then just like stunk. <laughs> yeah, everything you remember, smelled like shit. There were there were no trash. The trash bags were those paper bags. They would just throw from, like, shit the out over store. into the street. That's why women yeah. would walk closest to the oh, wall. Yeah. You forget that like littering was like not a thing for a long time, and like drunk driving was fine for a long time. This movie reminds me of a lot of stuff like that, where you're just like, oh, things that would put you in jail now, or like be giant fines, were just like normal yeah. back then. Like, yeah, everything or, like, smelled like trash. The way the girls did their hair with like heating cans and like, uh, <laughs> oh, straightening the hair with an iron. Yeah, <laughs> or like. They heated like soda cans or whatever, and then pinned it to be like curlers. I did know one girl that actually still used like maybe fifteen years ago. She was still, um, straightening her hair with an iron. I remember I had neighbors who were like, I don't know, fifteen years older than me probably, and they said that ladies straightened their hair with an iron, and I was just like, what? <laughs> so crazy. <laughs> it's just crazy to think like. Okay, that was, I guess now we're pushing 50, is that 50 years ago, right? Over 50 years ago now, yeah. Over 50 years ago, and just the amount of things that we have accomplished in, in 50 years is just so incredible. So it feel, truly like feels like a blast from the past, like only 50 years ago, but still any of those things that we watched in this are so asinine to us. 
It's yeah, crazy. No, like, yeah, I'm trying to think of any of it still. Like, as we said when we were kids, there's still a couple of things that were in here that we did. Is there anything now in 2022 as we record this that, like, still is, we still do it pretty close to how they did it then? I'm, I'm trying to think. And there was just, like, it, like maybe when we were kids, there were still a couple holdovers, but, like. It's also uh, a little different because I think we're a little bit more well off than this family was. So, like, our, we would have to compare it to someone who was, like, more middle class. Yeah, maybe. It may, maybe someone who, yeah. I, but it's it's not like they were, like, I think they were only not super well off because they had six kids you had to pay for. Because the guy, the dad was like a NASA, he wasn't like a specialist at NASA, but he, he was, was like, like a, a shipping, receptionist at NASA. He sounded like he was in charge of, like, shipping and, and shipping. Yeah, he like, would buy shit for the office. I don't think he was doing anything with NASA. You think he, he was, was that? I didn't think he was like the stereotypical wife. Like, she doesn't know what he does. She just says he just holds everything together. He works at he NASA. Yeah. I think he's literally buying office supplies for the for the place. <laughs> uh, he could have been. I, that, I, even the kid says, I didn't know if we were, like, really poor or if my dad was just super cheap. I had no idea because we would, we would, we, that's how we would act. But he's like, I, I have no, I don't know. And then, like, well, it's also stems from, and this is what I liked about this, too. He, they showed his, his mom and she was just as frugal because of the depression. And it just rolled oh. right to him, and that's what they learned. Like I, I love really that. like that they tied that in. The straightening out of the nails. He's like, nails never go bad. So you just you get a bent one, you just straighten it out, and you put it in this little jar. They just yeah, have yeah, jars yeah. everywhere of random <laughs> Old shit. Nails. That's like when you go to a grandparent's house and they have the cool whip container and it's not cool whip in there. We all know it's all some the old leftover. coffee cans are filled with all the trinkets and buttons all the old, and everything. Yeah, leftovers yeah. like everything every every container can be reused. <laughs> and yeah. like now now we're just like uh like every we, we throw pretty much everything away. Um yeah, it was it, interesting look into the life and uh, I, I'm last, curious what the last thing I just want to say about this. Oh yeah. I just think it's just funny that the thing that we are fixated on the most, I don't think was supposed to be the exciting part of this. I I can't tell, but the whole part of him being this um, person that was asked to see on a secret covert mission. Like, what are we thinking about that? I know we, we touched on it briefly, but like, is this just all of his dream or are we supposed to be getting something else from it? Cause at the end I will say, I'm like, what, well, after I was done watching, I'm like, what symbolism was I supposed to be getting from that? That he already says he feels like he knows exactly what the uh, Neil Armstrong was t- was stepping on when he was there. And everything that Walter Cronkite was saying on TV, he was like, I already felt that stuff. What, what are we supposed to be getting? I think it was a That's framing. Above me. <laughs> okay, all right, I'll, I'll give I'll give my pass. I, I think what the movie is and what we took away with it was the point of the movie. What the, the point of the the real point of the movie was to see this narration of life through a ten year old kid's eyes in this specific time where like space race was a big deal, but not just the space race, like just everything that went along with it, all this other stuff that was around it, uh, and the kid going into space. I think that's supposed to be like I, I, mean, I don't maybe I was a daydreamer kid than than you guys were, but like when I was younger, I daydreamed all day long. I basically didn't in my head did not live in reality. I mm. would look outside and just pretend things were 
work, other things. I was in different pl- places. I was a, I was a big Star Wars kid, so I was like, I'm always on another planet. There, and there's a bunch of there's a Jedi fight going on outside my classroom window right now, and I'm imagining oh myself God, out there, exhausting. all day long, everywhere I went. I, even if it wasn't that, it was something. I was always imagining I was somewhere else doing another thing. And as I've gotten older, that's complete, almost completely faded away. Now I'm just kind of, eh, you know, such a it's realist. Still, well, nowadays, I I, bur- I guess I burnt myself out when I was younger. That's why I was so much more creative when I was younger. I used to write all the time. I had all these fantastical stories, and now I think I've burnt myself <laughs> into normal. I actually, but- I think I was much, much more creative, too, because I look at the things I did or wrote just like in school, and I was like, wow, I don't think like that anymore. Yeah, like, just like, like I look back at, so like, all the old stuff. Now. I- That's what it is. It's like, we kind of became... Adults, we lost. We lost some of the. I mean, you, you always have a little bit. You can access it. It's harder, but um, like I, I think that's what the space thing is supposed to be. Is his daydream? Like you're standing out in the in the playground. You're just kind of hanging out. You're you're between kickball rounds, and so you're just imagining. What if these two guys come up to me right now and gave me this secret mission to go do this thing? I could totally see myself doing a version of that when I was ten. Yeah. You know, in my head. I like it when you put it that way. You know, thinking about just a child's dream and it's it's really coming to life at that point in, in history for like 50 years ago. That was all that people were talking about was the space race. Right. And for, for that kid to be on the field at recess and just think, what if they asked me to go to space? And we get this whole elaborate thing like, yeah, it's fun, but I feel like I just, I just wanted more of, of everyday life. <laughs> I think we got. I think it's because, like, yeah, yes, I, I like the everyday life stuff too. But I don't. Maybe he ran out of stuff because, like, we do get we get a lot. We get a lot of stuff. Like for the the first after we get the introduction, the first ten minutes that Jess was worried. Then we get about forty minutes uncut of him of of day to day life. And then even once we're even once at the end when we're focusing on space, it is still the day to day life. It's still Astro World. It's the family sitting on the couch and the dad and the mom like leaning towards the TV and like entrenched and the older daughter kind of rolling her eyes because she's into, you know, younger people stuff. Like e- even when it's about space, it's not about space. It's about this one specific time and like how how life was like in in a Houston suburb that like they said, had no history. It wasn't a historical place. It was brand new, built right. out of nothing, and so it's a very specific time and place. And uh, I, I enjoyed learning about it. Uh, you got what about you guys? Are you gonna recommend this long title, Apollo Ten and a Half Space Age Childhood? Uh, Jess. Yeah, I already have. Um, I told my friend that they should watch it. So. I, I thought it was fun. I'm glad I watched it. I was nervous at first, and I do think the first half is a little better than the second half, but I think I was enjoying myself. Like, I actually had fun watching it. I, I totally agree, Nicole. Um, yeah, I actually, while watching it, thought that I would um, tell my mom about it because I think that she would like to um, reminisce about some of the things that they were talking about and the 45s and the records and the board games. And I imagine that she did a lot of these things with her siblings too. And um, would just be a fun reminiscing type of movie. And perhaps she had those daydreams too. And I think that that's pretty cool to watch. So definitely. Yeah. I, it really it really hit my expectations. I was expecting something pretty good because I, I think he turns out pretty good movies. And uh, it's a very enjoyable ride, informative ride. Um, I We didn't talk much about the animation. It's not like 
one of the more common ones. Oh, it yeah, looks, it looks very different. It kind of, if you guys remember um, when we did Love, Death, and Robots the first time a couple years ago, there's the one Fish Night, which is the one that a lot of us like the most, where the car breaks down in the desert, and then there's, like, these giant mm, fish sea yeah. creatures going through the air. It kind of looks like that. Like, it's the, like that was, like, the kind of closest animation. Well, it's, it's because that. they gave good detail to the foreground, but everything in the background was actually quite blurry and obscured. And I think that a little that like a, a little crisp. comic book panel. Yeah, yeah it little, made the rest of it look crisp, and and what we needed to focus on was in focus. So, yeah, I like this uh, style of animation. It, it worked for me at the beginning. It was a little distracting. It does. It, I, I I do kind of share just cover It takes a little like a bit to warm up to it and like warm into the waters. But once by the time you're rapid firing through the, the family's daily life, it's it's all very interesting and sweet and like kind of enjoyable to watch. Even the parts that are. Yeah, we we would never do that now. We know better. Yeah. But yeah, the uh, animation was part of my nervousness, and I was like, oh, and it's like weird, but it, it ended up working out. Like I I really like the style. I gotta imagine Mama K would would absolutely love this and go on for hours. So it was probably a good reason. Good nice. good to keep it on the show on the shorter. So we'll we'll let her. We'll tell her to. Just would you recommend this to your to your mom? It sounds like we would both recommend this to our moms. I know my mom won't watch a cartoon, um, so uh, okay. I would recommend it, but I, I don't think that she'd watch it. But I story. think like, yeah, I'd recommend the story. Yeah, it's good enough. All right, well, we got three recommends across the board for Apollo Ten and a Half: A Space Age Childhood. That is on Netflix. If you have Netflix, it's streaming there. And uh, that is it. Uh, we we didn't get to every everything everywhere all at once, uh, mostly because not everyone could see it where they were. And Justin and I saw it and all at once. Everything everywhere we all at once. We couldn't see it everywhere all at once. No, we could not. No, we could not see it. <laughs> but uh, uh, but I I absolutely loved it, and I'll talk about it later in the year when it's time to talk about it. Why don't you just have it. your and, own uh, show? Because that's not films with the Brennan in my life. That uh, I mean, <laughs> well, that's how I, other people. I, I mean, I'd li- I mean, I'd listen to it, but uh, um, oh, God. The, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna ho- that will be talked about at some point, but we're gonna hold off on that for now. Uh, and then we have other stuff coming. Monkey host pick, I believe, is next. Um, and then there's there's a lot of big stuff in May. Uh, the Cage movie's finally coming, so very excited for that. Unbearable with massive talent, getting good reviews already early. Boy. So get excited, very excited. And of course, send your suggestions, requests, whatever other things you want to talk, opinions, anything you want to talk about. Films with the women in my life on Facebook. Reach out to me on Instagram. I'm Brennan underscore Podhost, and you can email the show films with the women at gmail Thanks for being on for Apollo Ten and a Half, guys. Yes. Yeah, thank you. Until next time, this is Brennan signing off saying thanks for listening and enjoy your movies. Thanks for listening to Films with the Women in My Life. If you enjoyed being a listener in our life, please rate and subscribe on Apple Podcasts or on your favorite podcast app. Keep up with the latest from the show on Instagram at Brennan underscore podhost, on Facebook at Films with the Women in My Life, and on Twitter at Films Women Pod. Finally, you can email the show with questions and suggestions at filmswiththewomen at gmail.com. Original music for the show was created by Ian Burke and Chris Iwanek. Original artwork created by Nicole D'Alessio. This show is produced by Brennan Snyder. Thank you again for listening and enjoy your movies.
Thank you.